Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. No, it's great. You know, it's great. Uh, you know, Mark is always a uh, you know ball of energy, and uh, I think he played well tonight, but not. You know, playing live or, or practicing for a while, so it's great to have him back. And you know, he made some big shots, especially that three in the, in, uh, I think the fourth quarter, and it helped a lot. And Brad said that he will help you because you won't have to handle the ball as much when you're playing. No, I want to handle the ball, but I mean, by the same time, you know, I, I think it's gonna help defensively. I think a lot of nights, sometimes where we don't always have it, you know, or you know, we could use the versus Golden State where we had tons. We're throwing tons of different people, tons of different players. I think it's gonna help a lot that way defensively and offensively. He's growing as a playmaker, so I think that's gonna help. Celtics beat the Knicks 191, and Marcus Smart's return to the floor. We're gonna break this game down for you here on the Garden Report, powered by Grandstand on CLNS Radio and Celtics Blog. Yes, I'm the boss. Welcome to the show. I am Jared Weiss. I am surrounded by Sam Packard at WEI. I'm everywhere. He's everywhere. Uh, and so is Przingod. Przingod was everywhere tonight. We're going to talk about that one on the Garden Report. But first, Marcus Smart makes it back to the floor. There's a lot of rust to shake off there. Uh, yeah, you saw that on the offensive end where he wasn't. He didn't really attack as the same way you like to see him as he's doing earlier in the season. But that's to be expected. He only really played two short stints tonight. Uh, six minutes at the end of the first quarter and at the end of the third quarter. He brought the same kind of energy that we're used to seeing Marcus Smart uh, play with, and I thought he did a pretty good job on the defensive end, all things considered. There were a couple of plays where he got exposed offensively, and that's, I think, where we see kind of the rusty part. There was one play where Langston Galloway did kind of like a give-and-go in the triangle that made like a cut down the weak side of the lane. Smart completely lost him, tried to spin around and just kind of reached out to him as he ran away. That, those are the kind of plays that when Smart is healthy, he's able to kind of explode off of the turn, catch up to the guy, contest the shot. He wasn't, he's not at that point right now. No surprise whatsoever. If you were expecting that to happen, be a little bit patient, obviously. And I think there's another play he got beat back door, but that's to be expected. I just think his mere presence on the court is going to be helpful for this team just because it allows the just so much more wing depth and just allows the players to rest. And I think Brad Stevens actually used it to go small more frequently, especially in the second quarter and the fourth quarter. And so I just think him being out there, even if it's only for 15 minutes a game at this point, it's going to be tremendously helpful. I mean, Smart said he wanted to affect the team emotionally before the game. Yeah, that was a little I, weird. I mean, I think they got the tissue boxes out of the way and they got to grinding there. And then after the game, everybody pretty much commended him and he commended himself for kind of getting, giving the team that spark. 
and that there's a lot of games during that 18 game stretch where they clearly needed a guy to give them that spark and they just had nobody else to do it because Avery isn't really kind of a spark guy and Isaiah is but Isaiah is the one kind of carrying the offense having smart out there just to be able to force some transition opportunities for them that kind of makes that's like that little thing that kind of put him over the top tonight and I think that's going to be the key moving forward is uh, just working him back into the offense and just integrating him and uh, raising his minutes up so eventually he can be kind of that more sustained option. And I kind of liked him off the bench, but we'll see how that uh, works moving forward. Yeah, it's, it's going to be really interesting. That debate's going to rage again. It's going to really stoke that fire again because we kind of got over it eventually. And then, of course, with him gone, there's no conversation. But now that he's back, we're going to talk about it probably a lot over the next month. And who knows who else, if there's going to be more injuries, it could probably change three to four more times throughout the season. But right now, it's it's going to be interesting. But the Celtics are playing well, and they've won four straight. And they've got a lot of good point guards down the pipe, especially with you know Washington and Toronto. You know, there's going to be a lot of good ones in town. Uh, so let's talk about the grandstand play of the game. So we'll show you that first. Grandstand for sports fans, whether you're in the stands or you're at home and you want to see the place from the fans' point of view, go to the Grandstand app, download it at grandstand.me or in the App Store. Let's take a look at this play. Carmelo Anthony driving, gets his own rebound, drives on Amir Johnson and is rejected by Amir Johnson here. Some good defense. Carmelo Anthony, what did he go, 11 for 26 from the field? He had you know, he had uh, 29 points tonight, but that shooting percentage is pretty terrible. But the guy I'm even more interested in is Porzingis, who had 16 points in only 28 minutes. Uh, he showed that he is an unbelievably talented basketball player. And at 20 years old, the things that he's doing out there are pretty incredible. You know, turnaround bank shots from 15 feet out, the kind of plays he makes going to the hoop, is he's able to shoot from everywhere. Oh, I mean, what were your impressions tonight on Porzingis? I was actually not that impressed with Porzingis. Really? He was 4 for 13. He's a giant Sean Bradley-looking monster man. And I saw that photo. That was pretty amazing. I didn't. I wasn't wowed by the what he could do. I thought the Celtics did a pretty good job on him. And I think he's definitely going to get better, and he definitely has potential to be a star. But there's nothing he really did tonight that was like, oh, my God, poor Zingis. I thought his best moments were, uh, I believe, two times he got hit in the groin. Um, the second time by Isaiah Thomas's shoulder, and that was just high comedy because short guys and tall guys they go together. It's be more stuff. short comedy than high comedy. It was a combination. It was two worlds <laughs> coming together in great groin shoulder action. <laughs> groin shoulder action. Not enough of that on the Garden Report. You know, the the most amazing play that, that involved Persingus was when Isaiah drove on him. Clearly knew he wasn't going to get around him, so he threw up a left-handed hook shot. I mean, obviously, he's a lefty. And it was like a rainbow that almost went over the shot clock and somehow bounced in over Porzingis. And Porzingis has got, like, a foot and a half on him. Not just, like, a foot, but, like, a foot and a half on him. And for him to be able to pull that off, I mean, it was a real testament to how good Isaiah Thomas was tonight. Isaiah really attacked him in the pick-and-roll all night, and he kind of he had success early and then kind of faded off in the third quarter and then came back in the fourth quarter uh the Knicks actually cut it to five points, and then Isaiah had four points in transition. I don't think they were on Porzingis, but he was very willing to attack and go high off the glass, and that's something that we've seen Isaiah do throughout his entire time at Boston, and I didn't think Porzingis had that, that big an impact on defense. All right, when we get back for part two, we'll talk more about Isaiah's two big runs in the second and fourth quarter. This is the Garden Report powered by Grandstand on CLNS Radio and Celtics blog. Yeah, I thought he was good. I mean, um... You know, part of the reason why he's, um, you know, that I kept his minutes where they were was just 
strictly being conservative. Again, it's more, it was more of a, you know, try to limit him to 15 to 20 minutes, somewhere in that range. And I wanted to keep him for the end of the game um, in case we needed him for defensive possessions. So, um, you know, played those two six minute stints. I thought he did pretty well and, um, you know, gave us a nice lift. Get it higher than he can he can jump. Um, I got a pretty pretty nice touch around the basket, so sometimes I could float it float it higher than normal. And um, but sometimes he affected my shot because he's, he's he's a long guy and a tall guy. So I just try to make adjustments when I get in there and try to um, take what the defense gives me. I mean, when we have a smart lineup with guys that can space the floor and shoot, guys can't just focus in on me, especially when I come off picking rolls with pace. Um, and make the right decision is, is hard to guard. And I think coach sees that and he's going to play that a little more and pick and choose when to play it. But as you've seen last season, it definitely worked for us. So hopefully we can get back to that. We are back for part two. Before we move on from Isaiah Thomas, we got to finish up talking about him. He had kind of two runs on his own, one in the second quarter, one in the fourth quarter. Basically, when he gets in kind of after that rest from the initial run at the beginning of each half, he comes in on fire, attacking the rim and getting to the free throw line. And tonight, you know, we talked about that awesome shot he had over Brzingis. But in the fourth quarter, as New York was starting to kind of close the gap there, he had some big shots, got to the rim. He went to the free throw line. I think he had, what, six free throw attempts in the fourth quarter, which he hit almost all of he's he's able to put the offense on his back when he needs to yeah and the best thing about Isaiah is that he keeps shooting and he stays aggressive early in the fourth quarter he didn't have his best run and kind of he made a couple of mistakes had a couple of turnovers but I think he even mentioned in the, uh, the post game that Stevens told him to stay aggressive and he um, like I said before that when they cut it to five he was very aggressive in transition and led to two easy baskets which kind of sealed the game for the Celtics okay so Enough Isaiah talk because you're Bay. You I need, need to talk, talk about, about my main mess man, Hot Clam Crowder. His third quarter, he came out, scored 12 points. I think he had a steal, caused another turnover, and then drew two fouls on Carmelo Anthony. He did a great job uh, just containing Carmelo tonight. And I think, I don't know if his third quarter changed the game, but he definitely was a large reason because I thought the offense was otherwise flat. Mm -hmm. And it's just something that Crowder has been doing consistently, especially over the last about 15 games. He's been averaging, I think, somewhere around 17 points, and his scoring has really improved to go along with his already very good perimeter, and he's doing a good job playing defense in the post. In his, while his three-point shooting is, I think, better than it's been in his career this year, he still is like down around 36%, but tonight he went three for five from deep, and he had some actually crucial three-pointers, and he was, kind of, he was the guy that kept streaks going. When it seemed like a run was going to start to dissipate, he hit that three, and he kind of made the play that kept the momentum going. And he's been struggling with his three-point uh, shot late in like the past couple of games, but it was nice to see him uh, get back uh, on a horse tonight, and it's going to be important for the Celtics just for anyone to be making three-point shots because it's not something they're great at. So if he can provide even 36%, maybe even 38%, it's going to be a, a huge key for them. Another one moving forward. That's the key. That's Absolutely. The key. Bless up. So uh, before we go, Evan Turner hit a three tonight. He went one for one from three. The Celtics actually overall went eight for 20 from three while the Knicks shot four for 19. Very rare that the Celtics shoot better than their opponent from deep. Evan Turner coming into tonight was the third worst three-point shooter in the league, but going one for one tonight, he moved up and percentage-wise, I think he might have 
past Jerry and Grant, who was sitting on the bench to go to DNPCD tonight. Uh, so Evan Turner, congratulations to moving up in the ranks of three-point shooters in the world. Uh, but those blue steel glasses. Oh, man. Oh, my God. He is on fire. I asked him, there's Jean-Paul Gaultier, for anybody that's a, either a Kanye fan or just an old tacky fashion fan. Uh, beautiful, beautiful glasses. Uh, it's Celtics Fashion Week tonight. We had Jonas Jarebko rocking a knee-length fur coat tonight in all black. Oh, my God. Jonas, was. He, I think he's wearing like a skull cap, yep. too. I don't. I didn't even see this coming because I've seen Marcus uh, Smart wearing some ridiculous things. I've seen Evan Turner wear, trying to wear some hats that just he shouldn't be wearing. Yeah. And Terry Rozier has some pretty odd fashion statements. They're all pretty cool, but I didn't see this coming from Jonas. And frankly, I love it. It's, I think it's great. I think Jay Crowder is wearing a Rick Owens shirt, one of my favorite designers. And if you know who Rick Owens is, props to you. Uh, I don't. You don't know who Rick Owens is. No. Uh, LA designer based out of France. But most importantly, the Celtics are showing a little bit of individuality nowadays. And whether it's Turner coming out of a shell this year or Kelly Olynyk acknowledging that there are emotions in the universe, it seems like the team, as it's kind of become more comfortable with itself on the court, seems to be a little bit more comfortable off the court as well. I definitely think winning helps because their attitudes changed drastically in the locker room. And Jay Crowder said after the game that they kind of feel like they have their swagger back. And you can definitely tell post-game they're laughing around. They're all amazed by the amazing outfit. Jonas. They're amazed by the amazing outfit. That's a dumb thing to say. But they're just wowed by Jonas Jarebko's outfit. And just it's all smiles. It's more fun to see. It's just a more fun locker room to be in. Well, Isaiah Thomas said they need to smile more, right? And they're, they're smiling more. So we're smiling here. We're going to send you off with some quotes from the players about Kobe Bryant, who will be here for the next game, in his last ever visit to the Garden, assuming that they don't make the finals, which I'm pretty comfortable with. So we'll leave you with that for Sam. For Jared, who is myself, for Kyle behind the camera not listening right now, this is the Garden Report on CLNS Radio, the Celtics blog. I'm one of the best players, I mean the best player to ever play the game of basketball in my era. Um, it's going to be probably a little emotional for him. I mean, this is one of the most famous arenas, and and it's going to suck to see him see him go. But at the same time, if it was the other way around, he wouldn't care if it was, it was your last game. So... <laughs> We got to try to get the win and, and, and don't let him have a big game. I know he's a competitor, but were you a big fan growing up as? Oh, yeah. I mean, my my family's from Los Angeles, so my dad would definitely be at the game. He's a, he's a Laker fan. He's a Celtics fan, too. But um, I was brainwashed to be a Laker fan when I was young. So I grew up on Kobe Bryant, and, and he was my favorite player. Growing up, it was, it was crazy, you know, uh, watching Kobe and the things that he accomplished. And, uh, you know, he took a beating day in, day out, night at the night and uh, just the things he did. So, you know, it's, 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 it's definitely going to be a, a fun night Wednesday and uh, it's going to be a good game. Yeah, of course, like? man. That was the stupidest question you could have asked. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking, but no, of course, man. Kobe, you know, I remember being eight years old watching him do the dunk contest, you know, so pretty much went, you know, my whole life watching him play. So Kobe is always a bright spot of, you know, my adolescence and, you know, uh, the childhood and, you know, the game in general. <laughs> basketball <laughs> <laughs> good question we're gonna find out tonight but uh uh yeah i do you know uh, obviously i'm gonna be a little rusty out there so <clears throat> you know i'm just gonna try to take it slow and uh and, and kind of get back in the groove of things can you take it slow uh i kind of have to now um you know um, I, I my body can i can you know um, even though i'm used to playing at one speed but uh 
at this this is an important time for me to, you know, just kind of really you know, gradually gain my confidence back on the floor and, and trusting my body again. What is the most basketball-related stuff you've done? I've been doing almost anything, you know, cutting, playing defense, one-on-one, two-on-two, a little bit of three-on-three, um, you know, contact, non-contact, uh, jumping, sprinting, you know, uh, the basics. How do you avoid not being too anxious when you get out there? Because it's been a while since you've been out there playing. Uh, you know, you just, you know, uh, as you know, um, everybody in this room and in this profession, you know, we've been doing this a long time. So, you know, um, at this, you know, at this stage, you should be able to control your emotions as much as you can. And don't get me wrong, it's sometimes, sometimes you can't control them, but uh, you know, you, you you can control what you can control and what you can't. Just go out there and let it happen. Marcus, what do you think about how the guys played while you were out, and how can you kind of fold back into things and get back to where you were uh, when you were out? Uh, maybe playing very well. You know, um, some games, you know, those games that we have lost, you know, we were right there, and it's just one or two things that we probably should have done differently. Uh, but for the most part, they've been playing very well, and uh, hopefully, you know, I can just come in and keep the momentum going, uh, winning the three games that we won, and uh, keep the, uh, the momentum going and keep winning games. How do you get back and kind of get that comfortable in that rotation in that situation where, where it doesn't disturb anything? Playing. So I can say playing. You know, uh, you can do all this, you know, stuff by yourself, but until you, you know, you're out there with with other guys and, and contact and, and getting, you know, on the floor, you know, you get that, that sense of, uh, okay, this is what it feels like to be back out there. What was it like mentally for you to be out for 18 games? Um, the beginning, you know, it was, it was a little hard for me, you know. I, you know, I'm staying back. I wasn't traveling with the team, so it was just me here by myself. And uh, but, you know, uh, it gave me time to rest my body and, and, and you know, just just keep working and, and kind of look at some more film of you know what we need to do and what we're doing right and what we need to do right. Was it frustrating to get hurt again? I mean, how did you deal with that? Uh, it was frustrating to get hurt again, especially you know when this is the most. I've been hurt in my whole basketball career, so uh, I think anybody that gets hurt, you know, especially coming off injury, will tell you that it's very frustrating. But uh, you know, we have a good training staff in here, and they've been doing everything, you know, to help me and get back ready. Do you want to start when you get back to 100%? Uh, that's not up to me. You know, uh, it, you know, those guys have been playing very well. You know, with Isaiah and Avery in the starting lineup. So, you know, uh, I don't want to mess anything up and keep the rhythm going. And if it means I have to come off the bench for this team and keep winning games, then I'll come off the bench. Does that concern you just about coming back and disrupting the flow? Yeah, I don't want to come back and just, dis, dis, you know, disrupt the flow. I want to, you know, uh, add to it and keep it going. You know, and, uh, just kind of, you know, help these guys out uh, in, from an emotional standpoint. You know, uh, they've been draining, you know. Uh, uh, you can. Uh, it's hard being out there without one of your players, you know, one of your teammates, regardless of who it is. You know, at some point, you know, uh, that's, that's going to catch up to you. And then he comes down on the defensive end. And, uh, he attacks guys. And, uh, you know, he causes a uh, uh, a little. Uh, um, thing. I'm sorry.
He uh, he messes things up for the defense and uh, on the defensive end for the offensive team. And, uh, he's just a big key role in, in, in this team, and uh, he knows it, and we know it, and we appreciate it. I know he's a competitor now, but Kobe's coming in for his last game on Wednesday. Were you a Kobe Bryant fan? I was. Growing up? I was. It was crazy, you know, uh, watching Kobe and the things that he accomplished, and uh, you know, he took a beating day in, day out, night after night, and uh, just the things he did. So you know, it's it's, it's, it's definitely going to be a, a fun night. Wednesday and uh, it's going to be a good game. A lot of shots weren't falling, and but it looked like you were just trying to, you know, use your energy to kind of get the team, get the team going there in that quarter. Yeah, we we, we had two. I mean. Pretty good um, games in the third quarter. We just want to keep it going. It's a point of emphasis for us, and we're just trying to not, not let up on teams. We, we came in halftime leading by 10, so we just want to keep it going. And came out flat and just try to pick it up a little bit. Talk about the matchup with you and, and Melo. It seemed that your aggression really picked up in the third quarter against him at both ends of the floor. Yeah, I just want to make it tough for him. He's such, such a great scorer, and they look for him a lot. And um, I know my hands were full tonight, and I just want to make it tough for him before the catch, before he get comfortable, and everyone to make him feel me, uh, feel me physically. So I try to throw him a lot of different looks defensively. Jay, Brad said you've always been a really kind of relentless defender, but this year you've really improved your ability to be in the right position at all times. He said that's made you a better. Defender. What did you do to kind of work on that? I think watch film. That's all I can really tell you. I still have the heart and passion on the defensive end. I just watch more film on my opponent and try to study him as much as possible because I feel like I'm growing a great player each and every night. So I don't want to get caught lacking at all. So I just try to watch film and watch him as, as much as possible and try to prepare myself. Had you noticed the difference? Like being more like, hey, I was in the right spot there. Right, you know, right. And then sometimes they still going to make the shot. But I, I can live with that knowing that I, I did my job and I took away what I wanted to take away. And, you know, it's great scores in this league and it's going to happen. So I think uh, due to my work um, and, and my, on my iPad and uh, watching film, uh, I'm pleased with the effort I'm getting. What was it like having Marcus back out there with you guys? Great, just for our team and for for him. Uh, I think he helps us out a lot. He's going to continue to help us out, and we miss him. So I think um, everybody in the locker room is glad he's back. About ten days ago, you after the playing loss, you said your team kind of lacked swagger, better spirit. Yeah. You guys gone forty and winning fifty That's what you call getting your swagger back. <laughs> yeah. What have you kind of liked about your team's response to that? We're just coming out confident. Um, guys are stepping in the shots. Guys are taking pride on the defensive end, and that's what it's all about. That, that transition into getting wins. And um, I think once uh, we figure, we, we keep figuring that out, and we'll, we'll continue to get better. Jay, when, when Evan's driving through him like the way he has been, how does that open up opportunities for you? Yeah, he's such a great distributor as well, and he can finish around the rim. So when guys, uh, he has a smaller defender on, we try to get him post up, and we, he's a great back to the basket player, and we try to get him, um, get him going on that end out of court because he's such a great scorer and he's such a great distributor. So I think guys play off of him well, and uh, he finds guys well, and he can score the ball well, and he proved that tonight. Does he ever surprise you with his wide variety of circus shots there? Uh, no, I see a lot of packages in practice. I know exactly what he can do. I've been watching him in college as well, so I don't get surprised at all. Kobe's last game on Wednesday. What do you think that's going to be like? And how, what is the NBA going to miss with him? Uh, he's probably the best player in, in my era. So it speaks for itself. I think he's going to miss. And, uh, I'm sure the TD Garden uh, give him a good welcome. <laughs> and, uh, but I think he's going to play well. I think he's going to come out and try to play, play his best. And, I remember he had a lot of tough battles here in his career, so um, we're prepared for him, we're prepared for the Lakers to be ready. Marcus back, and what did he provide the team? No, it's great. You know, it's great. Uh, you know, Marcus always, uh, you know, ball of energy, and uh, I think he played well tonight for not 
you know, playing live or, or practicing for a while. So it was great to have him back. And, you know, he made some big shots, especially that three in, in uh, the fourth quarter, and it helped a lot. And Brad said that he will help you because you won't have to handle the ball as much when we're playing. No, I want to handle the ball, but I mean, by the same time, you know, I, I think it's going to help defensively. I think a lot of nights, sometimes where we don't always have it, you know, or, you know, we could use the versus Golden State where we had tons, we're throwing tons of different people, tons of different players. I think it's going to help a lot that way defensively. And offensively, he's growing as a playmaker, so I think that's going to help. Having uh, Carmelo Anthony at 29 points tonight, but it took him 26 shots to, to get that point. Is that something that you guys happily live with? Yeah, of course, and especially with the win. You know, I think uh, for a couple plays we could have did better. We lost them, you know, on a few plays. And uh, I think uh, he did a great job trying to stay active other ways. But I think Jay did a great job defending him. And I think, uh, you know, we could have picked our communication up a little bit better to, you know, make it even tougher for him. But, you know, with a win and, not be able to make a score like that, take a lot of shots. It's, it's great. Just scratching the third quarter, we put them doing Kelly kind of ran the same pick and roll a few times straight. Uh, you know, kind of drawing two to me and, and giving, uh, you know, Lennox and stuff like that uh, uh, space to drive or hit a shot. You know, he's tough and his rhythm's great. And, uh, you know, Kelly's really smart making plays and stuff like that. So we kind of got him uh, scrambling and we moved the ball around and, and it helped a lot. Super quick because he loves to score, you know what I'm saying? So, so I don't know if it would have been the other way around, but he loves to score. And obviously, he was, uh, you know, tenacious. And um, I think a few calls didn't uh, go his way. And um, I think he knew he needed a couple of big plays and stepped up and, you know, was, uh, you know, assertive and aggressive. Evan, when you're driving to the rim like you were tonight, I mean, how does that open up opportunities for the team? Uh, you know, anytime you get inside, you know, the other team's paint, you know, it always makes them uh, move around and uh, kind of causes a little bit of panic. And um, I think that helps a lot. And from there, we can make a lot of things happen, whether it be kick out wide open threes and things like that. Can we you think Kobe about that? Ryan Van growing up with you? Yeah, of to be course, like... man. That's the stupidest question. <laughs> 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 no, I'm joking. But no, of course, man. Kobe. You know, I remember being eight years old watching him do the dunk contest, you know, so pretty much went, you know, my whole life watching him play. So Kobe is always a bright spot of, you know, my adolescence and, you know, uh, the childhood and, you know, the game in general. Can you just discuss the balance of attack of you and Jay and Isaiah tonight that you saw? Um, I just think we're all aggressive and all assertive. And, uh, you know, once again, we're clicking on all cylinders. And, uh, you know, we just tried to attack and, and made it tough for them. And um, that was just great, great. It's also your first four-game winning streak of the season. I mean, do you guys feel the momentum kind of coming along? And what's really clicking right now? Uh, right now, we've been getting back to you know just trying to be uh, execute and you know be great defensively. Like we try to key in on the floor, and uh, that's pretty much it. Um, communication has been pretty good, and uh, we've just been trying to play hard and close teams out and uh, be the aggressor. I think we've been doing a great job of being aggressive and uh, moving people around and coming out with the most energy. You said we've got to want it more. Tonight, you guys never gave up in this one. You brought it within five, but then the shots aren't falling down the stretch. What's the take from this game tonight for you? Um, uh, I think when you kind of fight in a backhand battle the whole game, even when you do cut the lead to five with a couple of minutes to go in the game, you know, you, you're hoping and praying that everything goes your way. You know, off of the rebound, a couple of shots got to go in. You know, so it's, it's more stress than anything. If you, if you 
Is the epicenter of that physicality, Jake Crowder? Well, I think everybody. I mean, you know, not just Jay. I think everybody they do a great job, especially especially with with me in particular. Uh, they like to get up in my space, like to force me to the big. So you gotta, you, know, you gotta think a lot. You gotta figure out a lot out there. Do you feel like you guys are playing the same game every day? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is that is that what's happening? You feel like you're here in the same league, so to speak? Yeah, the, the games that we the games that we lose, man, it feels like we're kind of digging ourselves more, just throwing more stuff. Gotta pick it up the last time we come back. You know, whether we fatigue or yeah, and I, I, these past couple games, I've been on one. When we lose, I'm, I feel like I'm sitting on something. Compact pull is Isaiah Thomas. He's tough. He's tough. Little guy with big hands. Derek was saying that at this point he offense isn't being run exactly to his I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, we just, I mean, that's something that I, I guess he got to pull us up and talk to us about and, you know, practice when we, when we have the practice time to do that. But, um, you know, I'm, I, I really don't know where he's coming, out, coming from with that statement. I'd rather him you know, get the gym with us and show it, you know, what he's talking about. I don't know exactly what he said, so I can't really. I don't want you to think I'm going back and forth <laughs> disagreeing with, yeah, right, with the coach, but it's not going to be until we have some practices when he can really, you know, tell us what he wants to do. You guys were down five, you had a bunch of possessions, and you didn't score. You didn't get one of those shots, so I understand it's coming in the hand with the offense. Is that a point that you'd like to, opportunity to get the ball nicely? I mean, you want, you want it. You won it, but it was a couple of plays. I think we was down five with maybe five minutes, four minutes, or something like that. KP missed a shot and rolled in and out. Um, you know, Langston got a layup. You know, a couple other guys missed some shots. Aaron missed a couple of shots. Uh, so if, if that's happening and we getting looks, then I'm, I'm not too concerned about that. When things got away, you guys, I think, six turnovers in the first quarter after the third quarter. Was something you saw coming out common denominator? Why that? Nah, I thought. You know, they, they, they sped us up a little bit. Uh, you know, we were trying to play at their pace instead of playing at our pace. Uh, you know, we were trying to kick the ball ahead, which is, you know, the, the right thing to do, but probably not the right time to do it. Uh, and we, you know, we threw the ball away, you know, four or five times early in that day. I'm happy about the effort that we gave. Uh, you know, just 
far as the losing, I'm not happy about that. But the effort was there tonight. Uh, this was a game where we could have easily kind of just laid down. Uh, but we didn't. We kept fighting. Everybody kept fighting. We gave ourselves a chance to get in the game. Down five with a couple minutes left in the fourth on the road. So, uh, it seems like it's an extended struggle for uh, Chris Shrimple. Do you say anything to him? Do you? No. I mean, I try to. You know, just keep shooting. <laughs> it's the only thing that you could do. If he don't shoot, he's not going to go in. You know, you don't get a chance to go in. But at this time, it, it just, you know, it, it happens. You know, it happens to everybody. What do you do? Shoot more. <laughs> in games or in the gym? Well, both. I mean, I, he works. You know, he works. And, I mean, I, I think at, at basketball, there's something that's not going your way. You know, you got to get back to the basics. You got to get back in the gym. You know, I'm not saying that he's not because I see him in there. But it happens. You know, it's up and down game. Do you, do you guys need to win some of these games to keep a positive mental attitude? Well, we, I mean, we have a positive attitude. We just got to figure out ways to pull the, you know, pull the game out of win basketball games. But the, the attitude is not going to uh, I want a lot of attitude. It's not, it's not good. It's not a good feeling when the attitude is not there. The positive attitude is not there. All right, thanks, Carl. He's available to play. He'll be active. What do you think? We'll probably throw him in, see how he see how he looks. He hasn't played in a five-on-five -five game in a while. Um, he'll be on a limited minutes, so um, come off the bench and we'll play. Um, you know, short stints. There's really not a number attached to that, um, but he hasn't played in a while and. You know, this will be his first five-on-five -five action quite a bit. Well, we'll find out. We'll find out. I, there's nothing like basketball's shape as far as running up and down the court, as far as playing to get into it. So, you know, we'll see. Um, and, uh, you know, but it hasn't, it hasn't been easy early on to uh, do what he needs to do because he wasn't able to, to be on his feet very much. Um, but in the last couple of weeks, he's been, you know, progressively doing more and more and more and culminating in, you know, every drill that we've done, plus some two-on-two -two and some three-on-three -three in the last few days. We just haven't done any practice um, to have a five-on-five -five scenario for him yet. So he has not practiced since he got hurt? Well, he's done all the, sh he's done the last few shoot-arounds. Um, so he's done, you know, what I would call kind of jog-through or close to live but then we just kill the play at the end so we don't finish with live action. So I think, um, you know, other than two on two and three on three, no. What's there any thoughts on holding him out for the end of the year? Uh, Till the, the end of 2015? Yes. I was going to say. <laughs> Man, that's, that's, no. Um, I mean, here's the deal. He's going to, is it, is it better to practice him? You know, and, and, and hold out till your next practice. The schedule just doesn't allow for very many of those. And even when you do, you don't go very hard up and down. That's nine other guys that have to do something when maybe it's not best for your team to do that. So um, you're just going to have to play and, and get some of that through playing. And, you know, he's going to have to impact the team the best way that he can by defending and by being tough and by being um, an energy player. Um, for the time being. So will he come off the bench for the foreseeable future because you like the way Isaiah and Xavier are playing together? has nothing to do with that right now. It's just that, you know, with the fact that he hasn't played in a while and that he's on limited minutes, there's no, it'd be, it, I think it'd be silly to start him. 
Um, and I may be wrong in that. Maybe it'd be better to start and play him a few minutes in each half and then end it. But to me, I think it's best to come off the bench. And our guys are doing a good job that are playing. Um, they've done a great job holding the fort down and defending, especially while he was out, which um, you know is, is very encouraging because he's clearly one of our better defenders. But David still has the back. It feels better today, but he is not going to play. Um, he'll be inactive. You know, I, I've been pretty pleased with how this team has played all the way through. We've had our moments where we haven't played quite as well, and we've had a game or two that, you know, you feel like, and I never would say you should have won, but you could have won. Um, and then, but we've, we've also played pretty well at times. And, um, you know, the last three games, especially the last two on the road, you feel a little bit better about how we're defending and playing. Um, but this will be a different test tonight. This is one of the more physical teams we've played all year. They showed us that in their first exhibition game. They really manhandled us. Um, and so we'll see how we respond after that road game yesterday. How much is it? You know, I, I don't know because I'm not in their locker room every day, but um, as far as how they play, you know, they, they lead the league in post-ups, and they're one of the very few teams that post their two, their three, their four, and their five, and do it very consistently, and they post him a lot. Um, he's a very versatile scorer from there. He's a very good shooter facing the basket, so he adds to their experience level, and he adds to their offensive firepower. And I think the, 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 the real thing that probably gets under-discussed with them, because obviously Porzingis and Anthony are big stories and Lopez coming in and Apollo and, and all those guys are the, kind of the emergence or the, the play of the, the Galloways and the Thomases. Those guys are really playing well, and it's a credit to them, their level of improvement. You just touched on a second ago, Porzingis. What have you seen when you watch video games? Seven foot two, shoots the ball. Um, handles the ball, you know, catches three lobs a game, um, you know, looks like he could be a really versatile defender, you know, can protect the rim, he's got a chance to be special. I mean, not very many people have a chance to be special, he does. When uh, <clears throat> Amir was healthy, he went back home to him in the starting lineup, uh, how much does Kelly's offense kind of help that second yeah, we need, regardless of if Kelly starts or comes off the bench, we need Kelly to be an impactful offensive player for us. We talked about Scott, is, you know, when he's in the game, people are going to have to account for him um, because of his shooting ability. And when he's playing the way he's playing right now, I mean, it just adds another dimension to us. Um, and, you know, we, unless we go small with Jay or Jonas, um, we're unlikely to be that skilled at the four. And so he really gives us a, you know, the, Traditional size plus some unique skill. Is Amir good to go tonight? Uh, any limitation on minutes for him? Or? No, not that I not that I've been told. Um, felt better today. Looks good to go. Brad, I realized that Marcus was not the story of the game, but what did you think of the way he played tonight? Yeah, I thought he was good. I mean, um, you know, part of the reason why he's um, 
you know, that I kept his minutes where they were was just strictly being conservative. Again, it's more, it was more of a, you know, try to limit him to 15 to 20 minutes, somewhere in that range. And I wanted to keep him for the end of the game um, in case we needed him for defensive possessions. So, um, you know, played those two six-minute stints. I thought he did pretty well and, um, you know, gave us a nice lift. Brad over here. Uh, turnover is obviously something that you, you keep an eye on. You guys are very low tonight. Just talk about the impact that that had on this game and your ability to execute tonight. Well, if we would have turned it over, we would have lost because that, that was how they scored in transition some on us. Um, and we just can't. We, we got we to gotta do our best to, to not to, – to, to allow our defense to set. Excuse me. Um, because when our defense is set, you know, we're, we're a reasonable defense on most days. But um, so that's a big deal for us. I, I just the, – the game to me was like we just never could really separate. Like we were guarding probably as well as we've guarded the whole game at the start of the third quarter. We just couldn't score. And so it was, you know, 10 or 11 or 13, back to eight. You know, we just could never separate and, and, and um, push, the, push the lead out. Credit them because they guarded well too. Um, but, you know, hopefully we can play a little bit better than that. But, I, but I, I am proud of the way we guarded tonight. Brad, can you talk about defensively what Jay gave you against Carmelo and also what he gave you offensively too, Jay Crowder? Yeah, Jay's playing at a high level right now. Um, on both ends, but we need him to defend the way he is. Uh, you know, the thing about Jay that I think Jay has really improved on throughout the years being in the right place at the right time from a position standpoint because he's so um, – he's, he's, he's a good physical defender when he's there. And, um, you know, with the rare exception of a few plays, he was really, really good tonight. And, you know, just you try to make Carmelo work for anything that he can get. Um, and then you're sick to your stomach when you see him catch it in transition and – Nobody's on him, right, um, being the player that he is. But those, those were few and far between. Brad, how does, how does uh, Evan's ability to drive to the rim open up opportunities for the team? Well, I think Evan will um, really benefit from having smart back, too, because you can play him on and off the ball. You don't, have to, you don't have to rely on him just to be the primary handler um, when Isaiah's out of the game. And you see some of the times when we have Isaiah and Evan in together, you know, with those multiple drivers, um, they can make plays for each other. And now having Smart back as well, that gives you another guy that can drive it. And I think that'll benefit Evan. Evan has had two, you know, he had a couple of mistakes last night, a couple tonight, but two pretty darn good games in a row. Um, and tonight I thought he was really, really solid for us. Couldn't take him out of the game. Brad, is, is the key to getting this kind of a night out of Amir that you've really got to manage his minutes? Yeah, I don't. I don't know about. I don't know. That was more. Um, you know, I thought he was much better um, second, third, and fourth quarters. And you know, I didn't know if he was still hurting a little bit. Come, you know, in the second night of a back-to-back, coming off of what he came off of, or if it was just wind early. Um, but you know, he did a lot of good things. And we, like I said yesterday, he, he's really important because he gives us something that our other, you know, that that differentiates himself from our other bigs. Coach, uh, you mentioned not being able to shake them. I think they got it all the way down to five points from 15 at one point in time. And that's when Isaiah Thomas came in, made those back-to-back plays, kept getting to the line. Is that something that you're you know, happy to see him, looking for him to do in those situations, really take it upon himself to, 
to try to make a play? Well, without without you know overdoing it, without um, you know being too uh, you know without putting himself in a bad position. Yes, um, I thought that he picked and chose pretty well there when they cut it to five. You know, he got to the rim with his left hand twice or once, and then he got that transition basket off of that kind of scrum loose ball. Um, we need him to be a good playmaker for us. Um, I think that he would tell you it wasn't his best day. Um, but again, he did make the biggest plays, certainly, to push that lead from five to nine. That's a, you know, it gives you a little bit of comfort level. Coach, uh, you're, defensively, what you were able to do to their starting guards, Jose Calderon is a guy that likes to facilitate, get others involved, he had one assist. A follows a score, didn't really do much there. What's been the key to you taking the opposing guards, particularly the starting guards, out of what they want to do? Well, Avery was excellent on a follow. I thought he's a hard guy to guard, really difficult. And I thought we did a good job of being there, Isaiah and Marcus, whoever was on Calderon when he was in the game, trying to be up on him. Um, our, our number one thing today was ball pressure. We thought that that was really important um, just because, you know, if you let those guys get comfortable, um, there's a lot of physical talent and size out there. And um, so we needed to push their actions out as much as possible. They only hit one shot outside the paint in the first half. Uh, what do you think you guys did to kind of limit their ability to hit jump shots and keep them yeah, getting good looks? I think that may be a choice on their part, too, to really pound it inside. I mean, they post, they're number one in post frequency in the NBA. Um, they post all those different possessions, uh, positions, and they did that again against us tonight. Um, but again, we were into the ball on the perimeter, so um, you know maybe that had something to do with that. But I think it's more of a conscious choice on their part offensively. Brett, to the way you want to play the perimeter defense, etc. How big is having an extra guy like Marcus to keep the pressure up? I think it's I think it's important for two factors. Number one is he's very good at it. Number two is it allows other guys to play less minutes doing it. And so that's you know that 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 you're, you're a little bit fresher, and that's something that certainly um, you know if you want to be a great defensive team can't wane. <laughs>